0: zone over time. I am not Tyler Perkins. I am Charity Blackman. Here in the studio with me I have Carter Baylog and Shaji Adam. How are you guys? I'm all right. What's up, Carter? Good to see you again. Good to yeah, see
1: you, Carter. Uh, good to see you guys. I was supposed to be on the show last week, but uh, fortunately, I got a little sick, you know, just feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, weather changes in Texas, you know, you can never predict that. So That
0: in just- midterms being here, we're not I'm just not feeling it right now. Yeah, I've been
1: staying up late every night, just trying to study, and so it's just—it's been a lot, really
0: yeah, hard. But I'm back, and I'm happy to be here. Sports Zone Overtime. We have a lot of great things to talk about with you guys today. The NBA season is kicking off next Tuesday. We have a bunch of matchups to talk about, and around the NFL, there are a lot of teams doing well, and some teams not doing so well, like Carter's Giants. <coughs> uh, we'll talk Ca-caw. about that later. <laughs> but we'll get on that a little bit later. But uh, first, man. Shazi, I think you have something to get off your chest. You told me you want to. Have a little discussion with the people really quick. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I just want to get this off my chest. It's about my Dallas Cowboys, but specifically Jerry Jones and his hypocritical self. Jerry Jones stated that any cowboy who kneels for the anthem will not play for the Dallas Cowboys during that game. This just shows that owners do not care for their players, and Jerry Jones is a hypocrite. The message for kneeling for the anthem is lost because people are turning it the wrong way. Everybody's saying that, oh, you shouldn't disrespect the flag, you shouldn't disrespect the anthem. I have never heard a single NFL player say they hate our military, they hate our flag, they hate our country. Colin Kaepernick started this because he believes that black people are being oppressed by police officers. That's why so many black women and men are dying. And I totally agree with it, especially as a person of color being a Muslim in this country. It's very difficult. And honestly, like with Trump starting this, I feel like Trump did this whole thing because he's botching North Korea right now We're on the crisp of World War Three and having nuclear war. So he just said, "Okay, I'll just talk about the NFL, which you really can't. And what these owners are doing, you you can't tell these players what to do. I get it. You're working. I know you when you have a job, you kind of have to give up some of your First Amendment rights because, you know, you you have to have limit. I mean, we're on this show. I can't just start cursing and stuff. You know, I had to be respectful on this show. That's why some of my First Amendment rights are a little limited, but I still have it. I can still say what I want on here. I just feel that Jerry Jones, what we did for the Arizona Cardinals, I thought for a second that he actually cared, but he just shows that he doesn't care. So, honestly, I'm honestly right now ashamed to call myself a Dallas Cowboys
0: fan right now. Thank you, Saji. I know that's kind of a hard thing to swallow, for especially myself. Carter, do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, just this whole situation has been very disappointing, I believe, on Jerry Jones's behalf so and just the rest of the NFL. It hasn't been handled, I believe, the way it should have, and it's just been escalating. What,
0: what do you guys speed. think of them meeting and actually enforcing people to stand for the national anthem for next season?
2: I, I feel like it's not, a, it's not an actual rule. It doesn't say anywhere. Like, in the NBA has a strict rule saying you have to stand for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I get that, but there's not a rule that has specifically said that. And, you know, that whole day when everybody started protesting, I actually thought, okay, wow, this is a start. We're actually caring. But lo and behold, I was wrong. And yeah. Jerry Jones just proved it when he. Yeah. There have been anonymous sources, like Cowboys specifically. Mm-hmm. They wanted to remain anonymous because they're scared of Jerry Jones. They even said that, oh, with him talking to me about this, I feel like the entire anthem thing that we did was trashed. I don't know what to believe in anymore. You, when your own players are saying that about you, that just yeah. shows what you're doing is wrong.
1: And with all that, it's just, like you said earlier, uh, you know, meaning behind all this just been tarnished. Uh, people are, you know, take it another way. Uh, a few weeks ago, Donald Trump called a the NFL a bunch of SOBs and so everyone started kneeling that weekend and so uh that kind of what took off as the new meaning I guess behind kneeling and so it's just kind of gone back and forth and the situation just needs to be handled a lot better before any real change can happen
0: yeah we're gonna see a never-ending play fiasco with this hopefully we'll get to some conclusion very soon speaking of the Cowboys they've been in the media you know all week for their bye league. And they're in a bye league, and I just don't understand why they're still in the media. But with this they're going America's on, team.
1: they're always in the media. They're
0: always in the media. And they also are in the media because they cut corner Nolan Corral after a deja vu loss. Deja vu right, I'm just saying deja, to Aaron Rodgers, what is wrong with the Cowboys defense?
1: Well, the Cowboys defense, uh, in recent years, they haven't really been, you know, a showtime defense. They haven't been that big of a clutch time defense. The defensive line, they do pretty well uh, every year. Uh, actually, another player that just uh, retired, mm-hmm. Justin Miami, yes, defensive tackle for the Cowboys, just retired earlier this week. Uh, I've been having a lot of knee problems. Unfortunate for him, but the Dallas Cowboys defense, I mean, their defensive tackles, you know, they. They do their job for the most part. Uh, linebacker situation needs to be a lot better. Without Sean Lee, Yeah, it's their, their lost. linebackers are really missing. But the secondary, that is their biggest problem. Because if you allow Aaron Rodgers or any other quarterback to just march down the field, and he can throw it wherever he wants, and he'll always find a person open, that just shows that you really need to work on that secondary.
2: Okay, I just I just I can't find the right words for this. You
0: said a loss for words. I put it
2: right here in capital letters. Our defense is garbage with four exclamation points. Because it's true. Dag and Zeke had an amazing game
0: against the Packers.
2: Right. Deck threw for three touchdowns and he ran for one that last play where you know I actually thought we were gonna win the game but then I saw the time clock and I was like oh god no Mm -hmm. and Zeke Zeke looked like his former self that's basically what happened in the playoff game against the Packers he just knows how to run against the Green Bay Packers but that defense is just so abysmal to look at I mean I know that Sean Lee even when he was playing you know we gave up a hundred yard rusher to Denver. But he knows how to read plays. The one thing I love about Sean Lee is that even before the play starts, he knows what he's doing. He just goes to the hole, which is a better chance of stopping the play. The problem is Jalen Smith and and, all our, and Anthony Hitches, them, they don't read the play. They simply just stand there for 10 mm-hmm. seconds waiting, and then they decide to hit the hole, which is why literally it's what happened with Zeke last year. Zeke didn't get touched before five yards because the linebackers didn't know what to do. It's the same thing what's happening here. And the secondary, we've never been known for a good secondary. Brandon Carr was terrible. Morris Claiborne was all right, but he wasn't really good. Nolan Carroll... He was just trashed the entire time. Got the Eagles but not here. Yeah, and we had and we had Jordan Lewis. He's a rookie, but he's a good tackler, but there's only so much a rookie can do. Mm-hmm. And then we had a go down. We've had so many people go down. I'm not giving up on this season. I'm not. But it's getting so difficult to watch these games specifically in the second half. We've had back-to-back Second half collapses. It's just getting so difficult to watch. So
0: how much trouble do you think the Cowboys are in in regards to their division and playoffs? Oh, you want to go first? I'll
1: go go right now. Uh, I want to say right now, you know, overall, looking at their schedule coming up, I think they're in a little bit of trouble.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I
1: can almost say a lot of it because uh, they're, like you said, they're going to the bye week. Uh, They Mm -hmm. come out playing the San Francisco 49ers. So that'll be a must-win game for them. It is San Francisco. It can go either way at this point. But then after that, they have Washington. Yeah. Then they have also the Kansas City Chiefs, who are right now undefeated. Still. So, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs, a very dominant team this year. The Atlanta Falcons, the runner-up Super Bowl team from last year. Another great team, great defense, great offense, Matt Ryan. Another clutch quarterback, just like Aaron Rodgers. And then they have the Philadelphia Eagles, who currently lead the NFC's. So, with that in mind, and they played throughout those five games on the road, with that in mind, if the Cowboys defense can't step it up these next five weeks, I think they're going to be in a lot of trouble. They're 2-3 and three right now, and so they really
2: just need to step it up a lot. I think we're going to turn the season around. This bye week helps out a lot. We're going to get Sean Lee back against the 49ers. I feel we can get business done against the 49ers. We did it last year. I feel that will be a good win. I don't know. I know I'm, pretty sure, I'm probably 90% sure we're going to lose to the Falcons and the Chiefs. Their offenses are just way too cr- crazy. There's way too much fire on that team. I feel we can beat the Raiders. I think we can. they have been struggling, and Derek Carr is still not one hundred percent. He's still not playing right now. If he does come back, which he will, hopefully, would hopefully he comes back. <laughs> but uh, I feel their defense has been struggling as well. The Seahawks. I know we can beat the Seahawks. That O line is almost as terrible as the Giants' O line. And you saw what DeMarcus Lawrence did against the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible, I think honestly, I'd be surprised if we win ten games. I really do. I feel like we don't. I don't, I don't think we can win the division. I really don't. No. The Eagles are just on fire yeah. right now. The Carson Wentz is on another level, right and he's basically Dak last year, not making mistakes, just making good touchdowns. Now,
1: if you look at last year, though, uh, Carson Wentz did have a breakout—you know, good start of the season—and then he dropped the last uh, eight or so games. And so uh, the Eagles—they're on fire again this year, and the they reason, might drop out. So. The reason
2: why I, I don't think that's going to happen this year is because they're, last year they—the re, reason why they went out is because they're starting right tackle. He went out with an injury, so he didn't get as much protection, That's why Carson Wentz was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league last year. Mm-mm. Now that he gets protection. He's doing good. He's been, if you basically give him an all line as good as Dax last year, you're, you're going to see numbers. He has
1: production, He has a great receive core, and they can run the ball, too. Oh, definitely. So they can do just about everything. In their defense, they have a really solid defense, I believe.
2: The Philadelphia Eagles can keep in match with a lot of teams. So I feel if the Cowboys can control the run like they did last year, we were number one in, in run defense. If Sean Lee can somehow motivate these linebackers to read plays, if we can control the run, I feel we have a chance. I feel the defense has a chance. To maybe just get that one good stop that way Dak and Zeke, Des and Witten, they can just do the thing. Because Dak and Zeke had an MVP, they had that MVP performance that they showed. Witten looked amazing. Cole Beasley looked like his old self. Bryce Butler himself is doing amazing. I feel Bryce Butler should be starting in the starting receiving court over Terrence Williams. Des Des even looked like his old
0: self again. But mm-hmm. I just I this defense is just killing us right now. And speaking of the Cowboys. This is breaking news for us. Ezekiel Elliott's game suspicion is reinstated after federal appeal court r- rules against the Cowboys star. Now, we literally just talked about their whole entire season, Carter. Mm-hmm. How does this change the entire schedule for them?
1: Well, you're coming into the bye week. You know, uh, we were talking about a little bit. They need to address that defense and everything. But now, you're kind of hurting that run game because after the bye week, you have the 49ers on the road. Then you have the Redskins on the road. That'll be a tough challenge, you know, NFC's divisional play. Then you'll have the Kansas City Chiefs at home, but it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, then you have the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. in Atlanta, the Eagles at home, and then the Chargers at home. So, these next six games are going to be a huge test for Dallas. I mean, Dak is kind of going to have to put the team on his back. Like, he always has been the entire season so far, and... Um, if that defense doesn't step up, I mean, the, the Cowboys, I believe, they're going to drop five out of these next six games. And Saji's
0: over here about to have a whole heart attack. I just, oh, come on. <laughs> he literally just got this message like eight minutes ago, and Saji just, ever since then, he's just been like, oh,
2: my God. Oh, God, I feel like crying right now. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Zeke Zeke is a huge part of this Dallas Cowboys offense. You know, he he was an MVP candidate last year, although I, sh- I thought Dak should have gotten more votes than him. You know, Dak did win Rookie of the Year, but he wasn't in, in contention for MVP, which still makes no sense to me. But, man, I, honestly, these last few weeks, Zeke didn't even look like himself. Besides no. the one against the Packers and the one against the Giants, he didn't look like himself at all. No. So, honestly, losing him is basically like having him at all. Because he really, I know he was a factor, but the problem is, is that now that he's completely gone, now nobody has to worry about him. Because Alfred Morris, yes, he's a good running back, but he's not Zeke. He's not as athletic. He's not as fast. He's not as powerful.
0: I... D- Man. So is is it safe to say their season is over? It's not. It's not
2: over. It's not over till it's over. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. I I feel like Dak. I, I feel like they're gonna come up with something. Dak is one of the best. He's so poised. He, he never. He keeps calm. I feel like he's gonna keep motivating his team. Right. I feel now that we don't have to worry about as much as to run the ball more. Maybe something can happen. I don't think. Man, even, I I'll be surprised if even if we go nine and seven or eight. I, God, I really don't want to go eight and eight again. I've had three <laughs> years in a row where I had to go eight and eight. I really don't want to do this. But Zeke honestly shouldn't be suspended at all. It really, sh- He really shouldn't be. There's no- not enough evidence to incriminate him. You know, Kia Roberts is the only one that interviewed, you know, Tiffany Thompson and Zeke.
0: Much like he said, she said, she said Yeah, no.
2: and she even said she's done cases like this before. And she's even said, I cannot write her off as a, you know, as a valuable witness. You can't. And it's just, and you know, she even, like Tiffany Thompson even had... Uh, messages to her friends saying hey we're gonna do this we're gonna say this that this happened say that this happened but their friends are like but that didn't happen and she goes oh just say it anyway it's just right the nfl has botched another domestic violence case they did it with they did it with zeke they've done it with greg hardy they've done it with josh brown they've done it with so many with ray rice it's just sad.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point, he was going to get suspended no matter what, whether it be six games or one game, just the way it was handled. And we talked about those on the first show this year. I'll take one game. So.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how the season plays out without Zeke for the next six games. But when we come back, we'll have some NBA season talk for you. Na, 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 na. I love you so. I love you. I love you. La, 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 la. La, 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 la. We're here. Yay!
2: It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your neighborhood.
1: To find a neighborhood park or green space near you, visit
2: discovertheforest.org.
0: The inherent right to work is one of the elemental privileges of a free people. Endowed... As our nation is with abundant physical resources and inspired as it should be to make those resources and opportunities available for the enjoyment of all, we approach re-employment with the real hope of finding a better answer than we have now. Donate to Goodwill, where your donations help fund job placement and training for people in your community. All right, welcome back to Zone. A week from Tuesday, the NBA season will kick off with the Cleveland Cavaliers facing off against the Boston Celtics. Now, this one's going to be a good one. Cleveland playing against that man, Kyrie (laughs) Irving. Now, before we get into that matchup, um, what did you guys think about the preseason so far? Which teams impressed you the most? I know the
2: preseason is not really one. I know a lot of people don't really look into it because it's the preseason. Not really everybody's going into it. But I'm going to be talking about my team, the OKC Thunder. I I, I actually enjoyed watching them. They impressed me the most. The reason why is because I feel like they look like they can work together. Mm -hmm. In the few games Russell Westbrook played full minutes, they actually look like a cohesive unit. And the one thing I'm happy about is that Melo actually looks happy. He actually looks like he wants to play basketball. He
0: looks like Hoodie Mello off the hoodie. He is. He does
2: look like <laughs> Mello. He he looks like he wants to play. Paul George is the reason why this team is so motivated is because they all want to. Like, you know, Russell Westbrook's still upset about KD leaving. You know, he saw that he wore that shirt with a uh, adopted cat. You know, Durant <laughs> said he didn't want to play oh, with those, those cats. cats. Yeah, yeah. And then Mello's obviously upset about what Phil Jackson did to him, completely devaluing devaluing him in the trade. You know, Paul George has always had that chip on his shoulder because you know he was always. He was always not that good compared to LeBron. You know, people said he's always not LeBron. That's why he's never going to go far. But I feel like now that it's on a team, they look good. And plus, Raymond Felton, who is the backup point guard for the Thunder, I feel he looks like a good backup. He looks like a decent because the problem with the Thunder last year is that we didn't have a, a, any bench. So it's good that it's though that we have someone who can control the control the court. And Andre Roberson looks like a defensive defensive player of the year candidate. He is just crazy. He's just doing good right now. So right now. Uh, that that's that's that, 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 that's the team that's impressed me the most this
1: preseason. Uh, for me, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Rockets. Uh, currently right now, uh, they're doing pretty well. You know, they're unbeaten in preseason. And like you said, it's preseason. Yeah. You know, you can't tell anything. Like the Warriors are 1 and 2. The Cavs are 1 and 2. You know, you can't tell anything in the preseason. But they're they're looking pretty solid right now. You know, their bench is coming off. It looks like they're kind of in preseason form. They're scoring 117 points per game. Uh, they're only allowing about ninety-ish points per game, so their defense is doing a lot better than I believe they were last year. And they're winning games by a good margin, by about twenty-six points per game. So if San—excuse uh, me, San Antonio, if Houston, um, <laughs> yeah. talk about the Spurs later, but if uh, Houston uh, can really keep this up, you know, with the addition of Chris Paul, you know, James Harden, you know, people are saying they're going to like butt heads all year. It'll be like OKC back in twenty eleven, twenty twelve, you know, that kind of situation, but. I believe Houston can kind of keep this up, keep this momentum that they've had in the preseason. They'll get off to a really good start this season. I believe they'll be a main contender in the West like they were last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see what they'll do this year.
0: Now, clearly in the East, there's only really two teams to look at, the mm-hmm. Celtics and the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Let's make an earlier prediction. How many games will the Eastern Conference Finals go for those teams?
2: Oh, um, I I got LeBron having a cakewalk. I mean, a sweep? I, a sweep, and no, not against the Celtics. Uh, if they do meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. I feel depending on how the Celtics play as a unit, I feel it could go six, seven games. It's possible, but depending on how how Derrick Rose can stay healthy, if Dwayne Wade can play good minutes, if Jr. Uh, Jr. is going to do good, if Kevin yeah. Love can actually do something in the yeah. playoffs besides choking, Tristan Thompson could actually he actually? Rebound. Yeah, could actually <laughs> rebound or score. I feel. And LeBron, you know LeBron's gonna do it. He's probably gonna average another triple double like he did in the finals. He's gonna you know LeBron's gonna be LeBron. But he needs he needs his team to step up. For Celtics, I think Gordon Hayward, he is a great addition. Kyrie's just gonna do Kyrie. The problem with Kyrie is that he is a very he is an ISO scorer, but when it comes to crunch time, he tends to take the ball way too much. And it and it caused them to I feel like Kyrie was one of the main reasons they lost in the finals because he went 0 for 7 in game four. You know, it really didn't help when and say one on that fourteen, like two run, and LeBron was the only person who scored those two points. There. <laughs> so I feel, I feel the Celtics can do good, and I don't know how Isaiah is, especially when Isaiah's hurt right now. He's gonna come back in the middle of the season. I don't know how Isaiah's gonna play to it because Isaiah was the star in Boston. Yeah. So now he's here and he has to play second or third fiddle to LeBron, you know, Dwayne, Derrick Rose. I don't know how he's gonna do. I feel like if Isaiah learns to learns to accept his role, I feel Cavs. I there's no other there's no other competition. Minnesota, it's going to take them two years to maybe become mm-hmm. a good unit, but we'll see what happens.
1: You know, uh, I think it could also go to six and seven games. You know, uh, looking back in uh, these you know conference series the past few years, it kind of does go back and forth. I mean, the Cavs they either sweep someone or they go to five or six games, so it really just depends. I mean, if. The main thing is they need to stay healthy. They're having a lot of players that are either injury prone, like Derrick Rose, or they're getting older, like LeBron's getting older. He's low injured right now. Dwayne Wade, you know, he's getting up there too. You know, he's one bad fall away from being out for the rest of his career. So, uh, if the Cavs can stay healthy, I believe they could potentially win in five. But um, like right now, I just believe they just have a lot more, you know, a lot better power over the Celtics. The Celtics, they're a young team. They're going to be a fresh team. In a few years, they're going to be a big name. You know, they're going to be the talk of the East. They're going to be maybe the talk of the NBA, depending on what happens with the Warriors, which we're not going to talk about them. But well, we're going to talk about them in a minute. Oh, we'll talk about them in a, in a minute, minute. But we don't need to worry about them right now. <laughs> but I believe it'll go five, six, maybe seven games. If the Cavs stay healthy, the Cavs... It's basically going to be a cakewalk to them. If if they lose a game, it's just going to be on their own fault. They make like, I don't know, 20 turnovers in the game, just a lot of bad shooting. Uh, someone gets shot in the leg before the game. Like that, shot the, in the leg? That thing the only
2: reason. The thing I am scared of, because LeBron is the heart and soul of that team, if mm-hmm. he does struggle in any games, I don't think they'll win a game. Because LeBron is so key to that game. If he even struggles just a little bit, then you can just take advantage if, of it. And if it like
1: looks that. like his heart's out of it, I mean, the morale of the entire Cleveland team is just going to be out of it, too. So yeah.
0: Now, switching over to the West, we have Warriors and Rockets. Mm-hmm. So, Russ, the West is clearly packed. Oh, man. With a ton of talent. I have the Rockets <laughs> competing against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. And I know you're looking at me crazy like, no, the Thunder. Are you thinking Thunder? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. First of
2: all, I don't see the Rockets as any threat to the Warriors. I know James James Harden has been known to choke in the playoffs. You saw what he did when Monte Ginobili blo- when a 39-year-old Monta Ginobili blocked him on that final shot. He, and you know, James Harden was a really big reason that the Thunder like just didn't have a chance in the 2012 finals. He just didn't do anything. He, he might as well just not have played at all. Uh, Chris Paul is a great addition, and is a really good center. But I feel they just don't have enough firepower to beat the Warriors. You I, mean like firepower, like like shooters, shooting, shooting, defending? It's just it's just Dang. not it's just not gonna work against the it's not gonna work against the Warriors. Even the Thunder are under fire, like not enough shooters to beat a Golden State. It's not.
0: But didn't the Rockets um, make more threes last season than the Warriors? And what happened in the playoffs? We're talking. You said shooting though,
2: but it. In the playoffs, it's a whole different thing. There's, Ryan, yeah. There's a difference between playoff Tom Brady and regular season Tom Brady. Tom Agreed. Brady can easily yeah. turn on. There's a difference. Which is why James Harden, he's one of the best regular season players. But when it comes to playoff playoffs, time, he chokes he choked so badly. It's like, look at the Clippers. When Chris Paul was there, they mm-hmm. do so good in the regular season. But yet, Chris Paul's never made to Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. because they always choked sure. it away.
0: Yes.
2: So... I feel the two teams that I feel are the biggest threat are the Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio Spurs because Kawhi Leonard is a great player and Popovich is the greatest NBA coach of all time. He is just unbelievable. And the reason why I had the Thunder is because they're and not not because it's my team and I am only biased, but <laughs> but they, honestly, I feel like they're all motivated. Russell Westbrook, talk out of every player in the NBA, Russell Westbrook wants the Golden Sabre. He wants Kevin Durant. He wants to play with him. And you know that Draymond Green is always him and Stephen Adams have always butted heads. And, you know, Andre Roberson, he wants to prove that, you know, he's a, he's a better defender. He's Obviously, he's a really good defender. You know, Melo's had that chip in his shoulder ever since in New York. He hasn't, my God, he's just, you know, he wants to... He was rated 64th in the NBA. That's not fair. He's completely underrated right now. And Paul George, he wants to he wants to win a championship. These guys are all motivated. If they become a cohesive unit, they're the biggest threat to the Warriors.
1: You know, uh, I think uh, you were looking off my notes a little bit before uh, this podcast because uh, I also... Uh, brought up uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs uh, I kind of had a third team as well I believe uh, if Houston uh, can pull out they could be a contender but I feel like the two biggest threats in the West to the Warriors are the Oklahoma City Thunder and the San Antonio Spurs so um, like you're saying Oklahoma they had a bunch of new additions this year and just they, they all just looked really motivated and they look like they want to get a ring. Like They are playing right now, and they'll be playing this season like they want to get a ring. You saw Russell Westbrook last year. Just He played like he was angry at the league. He was just angry at everything, you know, putting up so many triple-doubles, just carrying the team on his back. And when it came time for the playoffs, he just didn't have a team around him to be able to carry him to a – Western Conference Finals or an NBA Finals. So, with this team now, I believe he'll have a lot better chance. Uh, when it comes time, uh, it'll really just be a matter of if they can stop Golden State. Because if they can do that, it's it'll be a lot closer of a series. Now, San Antonio, San Antonio has always been a huge contender for them. So, don't sleep on San Antonio. No,
0: you guys seven. picked You know, Oklahoma City. And do you think that? Russell will actually pass the ball when it comes time. Oh yeah. To. Oh yeah. Oh yes. He, yes, definitely. Come on. I no,
2: I, com- I know I know a lot of people say that he was selfish last year, but he averaged had nobody. He, he averaged 10 assists a game with that horrible unit. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me when he has two to three great shooters he's gonna pass the ball more. I feel, I feel he will accept the role because him and Mel, Melo even said that him and Russ got closer over the offseason. Him and Paul George got closer over the off season, So I feel like they're more friends now. I think they'll understand how they want to play. Andre Roberson, I think he's not, he's going to try and limit. I feel like if he develops more of a paint game, he'll be better. And Steven Adams, I'm hoping he can come back to his 2014 form. That way he can go back and be in the elite center that he once was.
1: All right. No, I, I totally agree with that. Like, Russell Westbrook, he, he's not going to be all selfish like he was last year. I mean, he has two all-stars that want to compete for a championship, and he will pass the ball a lot more. This will be a lot more well-rounded team, I believe, this year than it was last year. You know, they had a lot of problems defensively, offensively last year. Uh, you take away what Russell Westbrook what would the Oklahoma City Thunder be last year. So um, A bunch of cats. It, it basically. Probably worse than Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, let's stop
0: talking about Brooklyn. All right, um, quickly, before we go to commercial break, Warriors or Rockets? Oh,
2: Warriors. Cleveland, right. Boston? I got Cleveland. If LeBron plays Cleveland. If, if LeBron, he doesn't, if he does.
0: I'll
1: go with the Warriors, and I'll go Cleveland, even if LeBron doesn't play.
0: Okay. All right, well, coming up after the commercial break, we'll have our quick pick segment. Stay tuned. Did you find
1: it? You taught him how to hit a baseball. Just like that. Yeah. Say,
0: hey!
1: How to hit a receiver,
0: the strike zone, the net.
1: You taught him how to hit the upper corner. Welcome back, guys. I'm Carter Balog, one of the analysts on Sports Zone Overtime. I'm going to be starting the quick hit segment today with a little bit of NHL talk and some hockey. So to start off, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're currently 2-1-1 one one so far, one loss and one overtime loss, including a huge 10-1 loss to Chicago. They're currently on a two-game win streak, however, with a win against Nashville and the Capitals. So some people have been asking me, you know, how's their season going to play out? Are they going to be able to get it together? And I, I believe they will get it together. You know, they a lot of defending champions struggle. The season... You know, right after, and so, but with B- Pittsburgh being a veteran team led by Sidney Crosby, the Penguins will be fine this season, and really, no one should be panicking just yet because it's only been four games in the season and they have 78 more to play. So, if people are freaking out about the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, don't worry, they have a lot of time. And, uh, some people in Austin ask me, you know, what teams. Do you want to watch out for this year? And I really just have one team to talk about. And that's the expansion team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They're currently off to a, a really great 3-0 start. One of the best starts by a first season expansion team in sports history. Left wing James Neal has five goals so far. Mark andre Fleury, uh, sorry if I mispronounced it, has 103 saves so far in three games. And is allowing less than two goals per game. So, being an expansion team, a brand new team, being in Las Vegas, a big Showtime city, you know, look for them to make a huge impact coming this season.
0: Moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today.
2: This is Shaji Adam, the other analyst on this show, and I'm going to be talking about MLB today. I'm going to be talking about a little baseball. The Yankees beat somehow beat the Indians, and that was just an amazing comeback by the New York Yankees. First down two nothing, then came back and won three games in a row. It's just an amazing game. Now the Yankees are going to be facing the Houston Astros, and I got to say the Houston Astros are probably thanking whoever they pray to right now because they did not want to see the cleveland indians during the regular season the astros lost to the indians five out of six games but they beat the yankees five times out of seven this regular season so i feel the astros are going to best the yankees but in order for the yankees to win i feel that aaron judge has to do better he had 16 strikeouts in the last game that is a record set by mlb and it's amazing i feel like at this point he's going to have way more strikeouts than usual but overall i feel the yankees are pulling a miracle right now they really shouldn't have made the playoffs in the first place they're rebuilding but somehow they made they made the championship but overall i feel the houston astros are a better team and houston's gonna win
1: sometimes all it takes to be a dad is remembering how to be a kid again take time to be a
2: dad today I will not be news today i will not make another push to be the first man in space with frosted tips and a puka shell necklace i'm lance bass and i will not be trending today because there is a much bigger story that needs to be heard
0: around the nfl some teams are shaping up to make a run in the playoffs like the undefeated chiefs jacksonville's defense made big ben consider retirement and carson wentz is taking control while other teams like carter's giants aren't doing so well. Carter, what what is happening? We've seen all the wide receivers go down. All
1: right, well We've seen
0: Eli (laughs) make the same face every game.
1: You know We've seen
0: your coach just hold the playbook in his hand and look confused. What is happening? You know,
1: right now and for the past six or so years, the Giants have really just been rebuilding. They went five years without a playoff berth at all. Mm -hmm. And they came in last year, made the playoffs, had a very, you know, successful season. Uh, And along with the Cowboys, uh, a 13-3 season, people kind of underlook what the Giants had last year. They came in, uh, had that picture in Miami, and then uh, lost to a red-hot Aaron (laughs) Rodgers in Green Bay.
0: Is it the pitcher's fault? Because everyone's saying the pitcher just, like, messed them all up.
1: You know, it it could be a curse of the picture, but, you know, (laughs) right now, who knows? They haven't won since that picture was taken. But, you know, let's see. Um, over the offseason, they added some talented rookies and they picked up Brandon Marshall. But as you've seen so far, they, you know, they're Shops off,
0: having they're off to an 0
1: 5 start. You know, <laughs> the real problem with them, they don't have an o line. And before the podcast, you know, Aji and I, we, we agreed on this. They don't have an o line. You know, Eli, he doesn't have time to throw a ball. Uh, the Giants never, you know, in the past decade or so, haven't really had a great run offense. And so, you know, and another problem. The four main receivers went down in the previous game. So if you have all of these factors going against you, you're going to have an 0-5 season, especially coming off a grand season like last year. Now, end of last season, the Giants, they're doing so well, but you could kind of tell their offense needed some attention, and it showed in that Packers game, in that wild card game. So since they weren't given that attention, you know, it's showing this year. And on top of that, the Giants' defense is also starting to struggle. They're, they're keeping them in games. But when you have some injuries going on, and Dominique Rogers cromartie has been suspended as of yesterday. So right now, I believe their season's over. I gave up on them in week two. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, mom and dad, I gave up on our Giants, you know. On week two? On week two, Me. you know. I, you know, I, I could just tell, you know, being a Giants fan all yeah. my life, I can just tell when you the season's over. You can tell when
0: over. your team is just going down. You can down.
1: just tell when your team's over. And, you know, this season, they just need to rebuild their line, you know, get
2: healthy and maybe compete next year. The only thing that's making this season manageable for me as a Cowboys fan is your Giants going 0 five. <laughs> look, honestly, everyone is to blame. Ben McAdoo just doesn't look like a good play caller. He's a good off. He's a good you know, offensive coordinator, but he really should not be a head coach. He really shouldn't be. And he really should be on the hot seat for a coach. I mean, mm-hmm. for, yeah, him, for, him, for him to call out e- Eli Manning, a future Hall of Famer, on a press conference, not even in private, just like, yeah, he needs to do better. If you're, you should really be doing that. You really, that. No. the O line is a biz- yeah. It is. It made DeMarcus Lawrence look like LT out there. Mm. It was really terrible. They've allowed 13 sacks. Already 13, so that's ridiculous to me. And the defense, I, the last year, the reason why the Giants were winning is because their defense was so good that they held the team to, like, what? They held the other team to, like, 10 points. And all Odell Beckham had to do was just have that one good play, and then they win the game, which is why they were doing so good. But because the defense is doing so bad, they're just not doing good. You know, Janoris Jenkins has been a little hurt. Eli Apple's not himself. They they're just not their for they're just not their old selves and they have no run game. No. Darkwell only has 122 rushing yards total over 5 games. Kareem Hunt is almost at 1000 yards already. It's it's on <laughs> purpose. All oh, yes. purpose. Yards. All purpose. And that's just so sad. I mean, the Giants I've always hated the Giants but I just feel so sad. I've never seen a game, game. where every wide receiver goes out one by one. Brandon Marshall was honestly non-existent. If he just went out, it honestly wouldn't have hurt them because he mm-hmm. was basically non-existent. But Odell Beckham going out, your star yeah, player, him. breaking his ankle, and for him to see, for him, basically that play and him crying, getting started. that was basically the Giants season in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. It's, they really need to do something. Yeah, They I, need to do after something.
1: After seeing these games, I was just hoping that the Yankees would make the playoffs, and, you know, they made the wild card and you made won the ALDS, and so <laughs> I'll see how they did in the ALC against Houston. So.
0: Another team that looks like they're falling apart the Steelers. Oh man, they just don't look as a unit anymore, mm. and you can tell that on the field. What, what, what are you seeing, Saji?
2: Yeah, you know, Carter. You and I talked about this. The Steelers just don't look like a team. No. It all started. It all started with that anthem thing, that protesting. It really, yeah. Because, you know, like Tom, Mike Tomlin, he went to the field. He just stood there, you know. Uh, one guy went out and started doing the, you know, the anthem by himself. The rest were in the locker room. Big Ben said that, oh, I felt I should have been out there doing the anthem. Antonio Brown was like, no, 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 we should be in the locker room. It's just they're so different. Yeah. They're not thinking as a unit. And not only that, you got Antonio Brown complaining on the sidelines throwing Gatorade bottles saying that, oh, I need the ball more. You got Le'Veon Bell. His contract's coming up. He wants a max contract. He wants more ball touches. Big Ben just doesn't look like he loves the game At anymore. All. No. Last year, he contemplated retirement. It almost looked like he was forced to play, but they did good last year. They did. And now this year, you just keep hearing him say, oh, maybe I just don't have it anymore. Why are you playing? Don't play.
1: <laughs> no. If you
2: don't feel you have it anymore, then go home. No, we, You're just hurting your team. You're you're basically being selfish. You, you're being arrogant. And it's just... He needs to get his head in the game. It's he had five interceptions five. against the mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars. He threw two pick sixes. The only reason the Jacksonville Jaguars won that game was because he threw two. You cannot throw two two in three no. minutes. It's just oh my, it's just terrible. And like the last time someone threw five interceptions was Tony Romo. Tony Romo's done that twice in his mm-hmm. career, and that was honestly not good to watch. So it's just I don't know what's happening. I know Big Ben's a future Hall of Famer, but he's just I don't know what he's doing.
1: And you know you talk about uh, that. Uh, First game or um, third game of the season, I believe, uh, where they were doing the anthem protest, and and you can just kind of tell that there's a big disparity on the team. You know, in the past few years, the whole dynamic of the Pittsburgh Steelers has been kind of changing. You know, through the course of NFL history, the Steelers have been a hit you in the mouth football team. They've been a hard hitting, you know, big run football team. And with the addition of Ben Roethlisberger back in 2004. Coming up every year so on after, they've been changing their dynamic. And with Antonio Brown coming on the team back in 2011 and then Le'Veon Bell doing some big name things, uh, their their whole team dynamic has just been changing. And it's not only how they play, but it's kind of like how they build their team. And since they've kind of changed how their team has been playing, mm-hmm. th- that changes everything else on and off the field. And so that kind of shows. Uh, last game, you know, they are 3-2 right now. They do have a positive record, so uh, better than the Cowboys and way better than the Giants. Uh, uh, but, you know, like you said, Ben Roethlisberger, five interceptions, two pick-sixes against Jacksonville. That, that cannot happen. You know, he's looking sluggish, slow, kind of broken, and, you know, just heartbroken overall. And he's just really frustrated. Le'Veon Bell wants that max contract. You know, no, no one's in no sync one. right now. And so... They really just need to find a way to motivate everyone else. You know, maybe find a new QB one that can motivate their offense and defense throughout the rest of the season. Cause the Steelers, they have a lot of weapons. They could compete for a Super Bowl this year, but they just aren't together. I
2: weren't. thought they were the biggest competition. I thought I actually had them second in the AFC, you know, for I always say I had Patriots in the first, but it just so much is going on this season. The Cowboys are struggling, Eagles are going up, Giants are 0 and 5, Steelers are struggling. Like, Tom Brady, has no, he has the worst defense in the league. It's just so crazy right now to see what's happening. I mean, Tom Brady still leads the league in uh, passing. He is, but so. when your defense is that bad, you can only do oh, so much. No. It, it's, all, it's all, like, off-the-field stuff.
0: So. Well, one team that isn't struggling is the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat my Houston Texans this past Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but Deshaun had a good game. He threw five touchdowns. So, what did you guys see with Kansas City? Why are they still undefeated?
1: You know, because Kansas City, they're a young team. They're explosive, and they're really a unique team. So, Alex Smith right now, he every, every so often, he always has like a really good start to a year. And then, you know, the Chiefs kind of fade out. It looks like this year, that's probably not going to happen. Alex Smith right now uh, is third in the league with 1,391 passing yards. Tyreek Hill has 356 yards receiving. And Kareem Hunt, 609 yards rushing Ooh. through five games. That's oh, just rushing. Not all-purpose, rushing. So... If you're a young team, you're very talented, and if Alex Smith wasn't playing, they have Patrick Mahomes, and I believe with the dynamic that he played you know at Texas Tech, I believe he could still put on a great season, maybe not undefeated, but with the weapons that Kansas City has, and their defense. They have consistently, over the past five, six years, they've had one of the top seven defenses in the National Football League, and that's always kept them in games and close with big-time competitors like the Patriots, or the Steelers, or... You know the Packers or any other team that they play, and so they're I, I believe this year, you know, they're a young team. They're very talented. They put up points. They can stop just about anyone. I feel like they're going to make a big playoff run this year.
2: I honestly like. Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now, and Alex Smith is playing. I've never seen him, but he looks. He looks. He feels like he's twenty again. He's they're five and zero. He's completing almost eighty percent of his passes. Mm-hmm. He's thrown eleven touchdowns, zero interceptions, and Kareem Hunt. He's averaging almost 6.3 yards a carry that is ridiculous to me that is almost getting a first down on every play and not only that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football right now Mm. I don't I know Gronk is there but Gronk is not himself right now Gronk is very injury prone Travis Kelsey is basically Gronk if Gronk was healthy all the time I feel I feel I see a comparison of the 2016 Cowboys they're basically dominant on the offensive side but the Chiefs are better because that defense I thought the defense was going to struggle especially since Eric Berry's out for the season when he went out like okay the Chiefs they're done You know, he's the best safety in the league. But now that he's gone they're just still winning and look at these next three games they face the Steelers the Raiders and the Broncos I have them beating the Steelers unfortunately for the Steelers who really need a win right yeah. now the Raiders Derek Carr is just he's still hurt and Marshawn Lynch doesn't really look like beast mode to me mm-hmm. that defense is still struggling and the Broncos I'm not sure about that game because the Broncos have one of the best defense in the league and now that Trevor Simeon is going off he's going crazy right now. he looks like a top 10 quarterback right now but the Chiefs I just they're the best team right now and I honestly Easily could see them as a Super Bowl contender right now. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, guys. We'll stay tuned for more Sports Zone overtime right after the commercial. We uh, did it over again. i do not want to end this. I'll end it later. We're doing what again? I'll end
2: it later. UNT is more than 125 years in the making. To find new solutions, we create a new point of view. We know what's possible when creativity, originality. And independent thought converge. We're ranked a tier one research university. We're home to excellence the size of Texas. Define your future at UNT and soar to new
1: heights.
0: All right, welcome back to Sports Zone Overtime. So, for this segment, I thought I'd do something a little fun with Carter and Shaji. You guys Ooh. ready? Yeah, let's I'm do this. Ready. So let's go. go. So, I have a game called Would You Rather. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of it. <laughs> oh, here we go.
2: Would oh. You Rather? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's let's um, get,
0: let me get Carter first. Okay. okay. Would you rather take Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Just overall in a game? Just
0: overall in a game.
1: I would take Aaron Rodgers at this point. Aaron Rodgers, he's a lot more dynamic of a quarterback. He's a lot more mobile than Tom Brady. He can run. You oh. can actually run, Tom Brady. Uh, I believe overall he's a better passer. They both are really—they no, both elite quarterbacks. Two,
2: the two best quarterbacks yeah. in the league overall. Hands down. But I believe when it comes down to it, I'll take Aaron Rodgers. What
0: about you, I would
2: rather have Tom Brady. He does not have a good O line. He's been one of the most hit. He's been sacked more than he was last year already. And the fact that he's already putting up better numbers than he did last year—it's just, especially at that age—is honestly, I, I feel, I know Aaron Rodgers overall maybe a better talent. But I feel Tom Brady knows how to get it done. He's overall a winner, so that's why I'd rather have Tom Brady. All right, the goat.
0: Let's switch to basketball real quick. Would you rather play in Milwaukee or Utah? <laughs> <Ooh>. I'd rather
2: <laughs> like okay.
0: city wise, city wise, yeah city-wise.
2: Oh, I think you meant team wise. Oh, yeah. well, team
0: wise, team wise. Let's make it team wise.
2: Okay, okay. team wise. Utah. Utah has overall a better defense. I feel. I feel Utah is just overall a better team with Rudy Gobert. I, I think. I think I'd rather play in Utah.
1: You know. That's kind of tough for me. Um, I feel like I'd kind of go Utah as well. Uh, Utah, I mean, past uh, few years, I mean, they've been looking a little bit better as a team uh, as in previous years. Uh, like you said, Rudy Gobert, and it, they're just impressed me a lot more than Milwaukee is. You know, Milwaukee had a decent season last year, and Utah had an even better season last year, and Utah's showing a lot of potential for and, future years. And it's cold in Milwaukee.
2: It's very cold. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold in Utah too. So it want is better cold in both. It's very cold. All
0: right, would you rather start Steph Curry or Kyrie Irving at point?
2: Steph Curry. I'd rather have Steph Curry because Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in NBA history. I feel I feel Kyrie is not – I feel like Steph Curry is a better teammate. He knows when to pass the ball. I know his defense is not as good as Kyrie's, but I feel Steph Curry is such an elite offensive player that I'd rather have Steph Curry any day. You know, uh, I'll, I'll see – let's see uh, – I, I might change my decision after
1: this season, but right now I'm going Kyrie. Uh, he's a really good defender. Uh, you know, not as great as a shooter as Seth, obviously, but Kyrie, I feel like you know he can be a great you know um, role player. He he's not going to try to take over the game. You know, that's just not what his character is going to be, and he's going to find that out real soon. And I feel like he's going to be a great role player. He's going to be a great passer. He can make plays happen. He can keep people open, and he can. Have a really, you know, he defends really well. So I, I, I would take Kyrie over Steph.
0: All right. Would you rather have an elite quarterback in a bad defense or a good defense in a bad quarterback?
2: I, I feel it depends on how bad the quarterback. Like is. he's bad. How bad, are we like, bad? About?
0: like okay. Like he's like. Give me a quarterback. Yeah, like, I'm gonna. Um, who's a bad quarterback?
1: Blake Bortles. Yes. Let's go Blake Bortles. Blake. So okay. It's on Jacksonville. Okay.
2: So Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would rather have. I would rather have a really good defense in uh, a bad quarterback because look at tom brady's situation i know tom brady is really good he is probably he's my opinion the best quarterback in the league i mean aaron start this season right now aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league but his defense is so abysmal they're on track to be the worst defense in nfl history i feel i feel it's not giving him a chance he's scoring like 30 points a game but because his defense is giving up 35 points a game you can't do anything with a good defense like look at the 2000 ravens they won the super bowl they had They had freaking Trent Dilford. So what are you supposed to do? When you had that elite of a defense, you won the Super Bowl. So
1: You know, and they always say when you're young, defense wins championships, you know, and I completely agree with that. Yeah. So if you don't have a good defense, you're not going to be able to win games. Like, we talked about the Giants, how they didn't – they had, you know, a pretty good defense last year. This year their defense is just not there, and their offense isn't there either, but details. But, um, you know, (laughs) if you don't have that good defense, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. And, you know, I would rather take – you know, uh, a bad quarterback because you can always develop him and uh, you can always establish a run game as well and you can always establish all these other things. And if your defense can give you turnovers, give you more time on the offense to be able to experiment, try out some new things, you're going to grow as a quarterback. That quarterback might become one of the best by the time the Super Bowl comes if they make it that far.
0: All right, would you rather have Phil Jackson (coughs) as your coach or Greg Popovich?
2: Greg Popovich, is that even a discussion? Well, no. I mean, is that even a discussion? He has the best road record of any NBA coach of all time. Over 500. That is ridiculous to me. For the, for the past three seasons, they've beaten every team in the NBA at least once. This every NBA season. I feel Greg Popovich, he knows... He knows, he knows who to guard. He will not be, it, like, if they're facing Cleveland, he refuses to let LeBron, LeBron defeat him. If he says Kyrie, it, like, when Kyrie was playing, he'd rather have Kyrie beat him than LeBron. He knows that, okay, we at least tried our best. And he is a no-nonsense coach. Nobody is a superstar on his team. If Tim Duncan is struggling, he will easily put him on the bench if he is struggling. I feel Greg Popovich is just a better coach overall.
1: You know, um, people are giving Phil Jackson a lot of hate because he, he's kind of had, you know, that kind of run, you know, he... Goes on one team, you know, or a few teams, does really well, then transitions to another team, happens in a lot of sports, and he just doesn't do so hot, and he takes all the hate for that, you know. Happened to um, Michael Jordan, you know, Bulls, you know, did amazing, and then uh, went over to the Wizards and just, uh, look at that, very kind of decent at best uh, end of his career. But, you know, overall, I think I would take Phil Jackson. He's a proven veteran. You know, okay, so you look at the Knicks right now, he hasn't done a lot with the Knicks, but... You look at what he's done overall. Uh, overall in his career, he's a proven winner. He's proven to win championships. He's proven he can win games. He, he's proven he can take teams and create all-star caliber teams, and they can make deep runs in the playoffs multiple years in a row. So. Okay.
2: So, uh, so Greg Popovich. So how many stars has he had? He's had Kawhi, Tim Duncan, uh, Tony. Tony Parker. Mm-hmm. I'll come awesome. out Okay. Who's Phil Jackson? Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. Kobe, Shaq, He's overall had way better talent. And the fact that Greg Popovich hasn't had that much talent right now. I mean, look, look what he's done. Look what he did with this team before Kwai got hurt. They look like a legitimate contender for the championship. They were up by 25 points against Golden State in game one. But because Zaza Pachulia with that cheap shot to Kwai Leonard, they basically got swept. So it wasn't, so I don't know what, I'm not saying they would have beaten the Warriors, but it would have been a good matchup. No matter what, If there's nobody on their team, everybody still has, we still have the Spurs as one of the best contenders in the West against Golden State. Because why? Because of Greg Popovich. He's the only reason why we feel they're contenders against Golden State. I feel overall Greg Popovich is a way better coach.
0: All right, my last and final question. Now, this one's kind of, I want you to elaborate a little bit more. Would you rather build a team around Kevin Durant or LeBron James and what players currently in the league would you put around them? They don't have to be on the team. they can be in the East or West.
2: Oh, that's hard. I don't it know is why. hard. That's, that's, my, very difficult.
0: that's my last question. Long term. Lo- okay. Okay. Long term.
2: I'd say Kevin Durant because overall, uh, but honestly, right now I take LeBron James. LeBron James, the reason why is because I'm guaranteed a championship run. No matter what team he is on, he makes everybody better. Uh, I feel even if you put him on the Knicks as a team as bad as the Knicks, they're instantly an elite team. I feel he could easily get them 50, 60 wins. They could easily get in the playoffs. Uh, Kevin Kevin Durant, even you know when he was with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, you know they did they did get deep in playoffs, but they were never guaranteed a championship. one. when LeBron was on Cleveland, even when he was by himself with that trash group back in 07, he still got into the finals. So I I take LeBron. Who would you right, put
0: around LeBron?
2: I I put around you know good shooters. I mean it doesn't really matter because <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't matter. It's it does true. whatever team he's on. You're going whatever on to team the he's on,
2: he makes it so. Much. I mean look, he played with. Mo Williams and those trash group and he still got to the finals I know I know a lot of people hate LeBron James I'm not I'm not personally a LeBron James fan but I know when to give a man credit he is easily on Mount Rushmore for NBA he's one of the greatest players of all time Kevin Durant it's too early to call it because I know he won his first championship but he had to go to Golden State one of the best teams in the NBA to do it so I'm not giving Kevin Durant full credit yet he's not even close to being the best player in the NBA I know a lot of people say oh Kevin Durant's like no he's not he's not close that's stop kidding yourselves I would easily take LeBron James over Kevin Durant right
0: now. Cardi you for the same?
1: You know, I kind of do because uh, Kevin Durant, you know, he has the potential of being, you know, that guy who makes everyone else better. But, you know, he did get his first championship with Golden State, uh, mind you. But right now, Kevin Durant really hasn't shown that he can be that guy that takes a team to the next level. And so he can play at the next level. Don't you know, Don't get me wrong. He can play at that next level, but he can't take his whole team with him. You know, and LeBron James, he can just do that. If LeBron James is having, like, a semi-decent game, he can motivate the rest of his team to just pick up the slack for him, or he can pick up the slack himself and make just everyone else a lot better with him. And, um, you know, like you're saying, it doesn't... It matters a little bit who you put around him because obviously, if you put some of the worst shooters in the league, they're not going to do much. They're going to get traded. They're going to get traded. They're <laughs> going to get released. It's going to be all LeBron, and it's it's just not going to be great. And you know, like Le- LeBron, you're all you're basically guaranteed a championship run. You know, no matter where he's at. So I believe right now uh, LeBron James would be a lot better pick. Um, you know, honestly, you could put you could put almost anyone around him and he can just make him better. So.
0: All right, all right. Good job, guys. You guys like that segment?
2: Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: A lot of fun. <laughs> we should
2: have done that way more.
1: You know, I'm <laughs> not a big NBA worse. guy, so I was kind of caught off guard, but I mean. Yeah, okay. yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, audi- okay, audience, you should hear this. Charity would not tell us what we are going to do. So she's oh, like, oh, it's I, a surprise. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so we
1: originally had a segment. We were supposed to do a two-minute drill about our UNT football team playing UTSA. And she's freaking, like, oh, cut
0: it off! I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> are you <laughs> guys bashing me on the air?
2: No, no. We love her. She's awesome. She's amazing. Charity is. I'm glad you guys like that. We'll awesome.
0: continue to do that every week, but that, yeah, is that should deep. be a weekly
2: thing. It should be a weekly thing. Should be a weekly thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: All right, cool. Definitely, right. that's a lot of fun. All right, guys, thank you for listening to Sports Zone Overtime. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at NT Sports Also, be sure to like and listen to our podcast on SoundCloud. We have weekly episodes up on there.
2: <laughs> Sound it out. Sound it
0: out. <laughs> Get some no, water in here. I need water. <laughs> That is it for our show, and we will hear from you guys next week. Thanks.